welcome back to the Unexpected Story Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Edwards. For today's episode, I have Cody Nelson here with me. Cody and Dawn were married and have three children, Maddie, Isaiah, and Mackenzie. In August of 2021, Dawn was diagnosed with breast cancer. After a two-year journey of battling cancer, in August of 2023, at age 33, Dawn lost her battle with breast cancer. Today, Cody shares his journey of walking with Dawn through cancer. He shares their heart throughout this journey. He celebrates the woman she was and the ways the Lord provided unexpected peace for him, Dawn, and their children. Here's part one of my conversation with Cody. I have Cody sitting here with me. Thank you for joining me today, Cody. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity you've given me to tell my incredible wife's story, and I'm really excited about that. So what is your story? Yeah, that's a big question for <laughs> sure. And uh, so my name's Cody Nelson, and um, really it's um, a story of mine that continues, but mine and my wife for sure, uh, Dawn Nelson, and our three children, Maddie, who is about to turn eight, Isaiah, who just turned six, and Mackenzie, who's about to turn four. So a story that definitely includes all of us, but a story that is unexpected for sure and um, and continues to be unexpected uh, in a lot of ways. But it's a story where through heartbreak and tragedy, and just an impossible situation we were able to Don and I both and even the kids to a certain degree um, to experience God in unimaginable ways so to back up a little bit Don and I were married for eight years together for 11 years and had a perfect marriage. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, we, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun together and just uh, a lot of laughs and, um, just saw the world in similar ways. And, um, both uh, our faith meant the world to both of us um it took prioritizing that uh when we first got together neither of us were in great places in our lives and we were in the young and dumb phase of our lives and we um it took some intentional prior uh, prioritization of um putting putting our faith um, where it needed to be. But yeah, so it definitely took us prioritizing our faith to, to kind of even get to the point of Christ even being even anywhere remotely close to where he should be in our lives. Um, but so fast forward uh, to August of 2021, uh, Dawn was diagnosed with breast cancer. It's kind of crazy that she even found a lump um, to even know that that was even a possibility. 
but whenever she found it, she was actually still breastfe- breastfeeding our youngest, Mackenzie, at the time. So we both kind of discounted um, it being anything serious and attributed it to um, like a clogged duct or something like that. And uh, But I encouraged her to get it checked out and uh, turned out to be... Um, triple negative breast cancer, which is a super aggressive type of breast cancer for women under 40, especially. And we had a lot of highs and a lot of lows uh, throughout her journey with breast cancer. Um, it was it was unreal to experience how God was interwoven into that story uh, throughout it all because at times it, it felt like we were on a spiritual mountain and a spiritual high of just seeing prayer after prayer answered and then there were uh, the lowest of the lows but throughout it all because of how we experience God in uh, on the mountaintops and in the valleys and everything, it changed our perception of God. It changed our faith. And so the lowest of the lows became even more bearable than what they could. Um, but Dawn was able to, um, to beat cancer after within the first year. Um, she went through chemo and she had a mastectomy and she had radiation and we were in a season of um, being cancer free for a few months and then uh, during that time she started having some intense pain in her back uh, and really three months of agonizing pain that was 24-7 that the doctors didn't know why we had we had tests to find out or that showed that it wasn't cancer related um, a couple different times and the doctors just basically chalked it up to a a pinched nerve and um, so they were treating it like that Um, but then eventually after three months and after a failed nerve block we ended up in the emergency room to just have some sort of pain relief just it was unbearable for dawn um to 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 find out that um the cancer had come back and it had escalated to stage four um it was throughout her spine and in her liver uh that was in october of 2022 um and yeah so um, we restarted the fight and she was, um, she was ready for it. She was ready for the fight. Uh, she was the strongest person I know that a lot of people know, uh, one of the strongest people to ever live in my opinion. And she was ready for the fight. Um, but unfortunately, when it goes to stage four and uh, goes to the skeletal system and the spine and things like that, um, there's not a lot of treatment options. And um, they 
gave her chemo to fight against the liver cancer, but um, the chemo wouldn't affect the, the the bone cancer. And so we knew kind of what we were up against and kind of came to terms with that. And, um, and in August of 2023, um, she lost her fight to cancer and, um, and yeah, so me and the kids, it's our, you know, we'll be living with that for the rest of our lives. And we're trying to, get used to our new norm and everything, but, uh, still experience God in very tangible ways to this day. And it's, it's a radical story. It's a radical story. And, um, that's a very high level, um, overview of kind of what, what we went through, um, but obviously there's a lot more to the story that we'll get into. So I remember at church when you and Dawn did the Christmas panel a few years ago, and y'all were sharing how God had prepared y'all's heart for this journey through the 75 Hard Challenge. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so that was that was an awesome opportunity uh, that Dawn and I got to. It was four months into our journey with Dawn having cancer and throughout Dawn's journey, I was very transparent on Facebook about kind of documenting it and documenting how God was working in our lives in the midst of it. And through that, uh, I had the opportunity to, um, Dawn and I were asked to, to speak about our journey and, and how God was working at ICC, our church. And, we were really thankful for that, uh, intimidated by that at the time, just because, um, you know, as you'll find out in, in our story, we are just ordinary people that felt very insignificant when it comes to faith. And if you would have asked either of us prior to going into that journey, if we would be able to handle what we were faced with to lean into our faith, both of us would have unequivocally said no way. Like, no, like we've always just been trying our best. Like we are maybe average Christians. Uh, Like it's not like we are some pillars of faith in any way, shape, or form. And to go from that to where where we were able to point to God throughout circumstances, um, it was a journey. It was a journey for sure. And I can't emphasize enough how it was not me or Dawn that... deserves any type of credit for how we've handled things or anything like that. It was all by the grace of God, um, 100%, 100%. Um, we've always, so whenever 
we got together, I told you that uh, we decided it was really my decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I saw like anytime like I was in a serious relationship, the, I always wanted to kind of get my act together. And um, anytime I was getting my act together, obviously, like my dad was a preacher. I grew up in the church, uh, came to know Christ at a very er- early age. And so um, for me, getting my act together means like improving my relationship with Christ. That's something that I've always taken very seriously throughout my life but haven't always done it well. And like I said, Dawn and I were not in great seasons of our life. And um, so Dawn, and Dawn grew up surrounded by faith as well. And uh, so we we were pretty much on the same page, but not always. Uh, It was very hard because we had to change our lifestyle, which changing lifestyle means kind of isolating yourselves and changing uh your way of life also hurts people in the process Mm -hmm. and you lose friends in the process and we went through that Mm -hmm. and it felt to me it it felt to me and to her um almost controlling um at times because um i just like my heart was for both of us to just kind of get out of the the way of life that we were in and uh to move into um a trajectory to the lord Mm -hmm. um even in doing so excuse me even in doing so we did not do that well all the time but the the intent was there Mm -hmm. and so i think you know we always tried to position ourselves to be able to handle something like uh we were faced with um but it was all by the grace of God. Uh, so leading up to the, like right before the diagnosis, I had been in a season specifically of, I don't know exactly how long it lasted, but probably right around two years mm-hmm. of just the spiritual darkness of just not really feeling God present in my life. And it scared me and it, it, um, it made me feel like I was like, I didn't have faith at all. It felt very, um, like I was failing God and in desperation throughout those two years, I tried to just do whatever I could to fill his presence. Um, but at the same time, there was just like this apathy of just like going through the motions, even though I don't feel anything and just, um, it was hard. It was hard. And I I want to just to kind of bring perspective. This is going to be a little lengthy, but I think it brings perspective as to where I was and Dawn, Dawn once, once we kind of exited our change in lifestyle and everything and she um she was she accepted christ into her heart uh in those early stages of our relationship and she took off from there and really flourished and really made it her passion to know more mm-hmm. uh, throughout her childhood she didn't uh, put as much effort into that and 
so she was passionate about it and really uh, kind of took off from there. Um, and so she was kind of in the early stages of kind of being um, a Christian and everything. And um, and for me, uh, I've been a Christian my whole life, but was in this um, this weird state of not knowing um, what was going on with my faith. So, uh, this is a prayer journal from January 2nd of 2019. So, um, what was that? That was two and a half or so years before we entered into our journey. Um, so it might've been longer than two years that I dealt with this, but anyways, uh, I said, God, I don't even know where to begin. I know I need to start by saying, I need you, Jesus. 2018 was really, really rough for me in my walk with you. I don't know what happened. At the beginning of the year, I was working diligently to grow closer to you. Then in April, the lights just went out and I lost all desire to pursue you. Here I am nearing an entire year later and I'm still in a season of no desire. It's been such a long, dark and confusing, confusing season. I know at the beginning of last year, I had been praying to be desperate for you. Maybe one day I will be able to look back on this season as an answer to that prayer, but it certainly doesn't feel like an answer to prayer. I know you haven't, but it feels like you have abandoned me. During the season, I've known the answer to get through it the whole time, pursue you, but my hard heart has not let me. It's been scary. God, I question my salvation. I question if you will ever deliver me. I question how I've done things my entire life that has led me here. I'm hurt by the toll he has taken on my wife. I've watched as she has tried to step up and be the spiritual leader of the house in my absence. I truly appreciate her efforts, but as I have sat on the sidelines with no desire to get in the game, I have watched her try to keep me from drowning, causing her to drown herself. So here I am, God. I hope it's not just one day of trying, but here I am trying. The answer has always been to seek you, but I haven't been able to. And I don't know that I can now, but I'm trying. God, see my efforts, bless my efforts, spark the desire in me that I have been missing. God, I want to make this life about you, not myself, but I'm selfish and prideful. Remove my selfishness and pride and replace it with an overwhelming desire to love and follow you. Call out to the grave that I have been lying dead in and say, Cody, come out as you did with Lazarus. I have a wife and two beautiful children that you have blessed me with, that depends on me. Give me a desire for your word, not a duty for your word, not a guilt for your word, but a burning desire for your word. A desire to taste and see that you are good. A desire to truly know you. An ability to share you with others that isn't hardened by my ignorance. God, I am a sinner. I am covered in sin. I know that sin is at the root of this season. Forgive me, this world consumes me. Take away the desire that I have for this world and replace it with a desire for heavenly things. In this new year, help me to keep my eyes focused on you. Help me to follow wherever you lead. Remove the blinders of my pride so I may feel how wrong and little I am. God, how dare the created turn from the creator in disobedience. Use your Holy Spirit to convict my hard heart and show me where I am wrong. God, soften my heart. Right now, God, I ask that you not only deliver me from this dark season, but my whole family. God, thank you for Dawn. I pray that you will increase her desire for you. Take away her anxiety and fill her with your living water. Lord, please don't let her feel like she is drowning anymore. 
give her rest from the exhaustion of motherhood. Help me to help her out and to be the leader that I'm supposed to be. God, thank you for Maddie and Isaiah. They are such a joy to my heart. It breaks my heart to know that it has been about nine months of me not being a spiritual leader for my family. I know my children are young, but I don't want a day to go by that I am a bad example to them. And that's what I have been for too long. Change me, God. Heal my family from the scars this season has caused. Help me to love you well so that I can love others well. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for forgiveness. Please never leave me. Assure me that you haven't left me. I love you, God. I pray that you will help me to pursue you. Even when I have little to no desire, help me to follow. I pray that you will help me in every aspect of my life. Help me to take ownership of my health, my roles, husband, father, son, brother, worker, etc. My relationship with others, etc. Most importantly, God, I ask that you will help me step to the side and allow you to work in me. I'm always bad about trying to take control, but I pray that you would help me as I give you control. Um, <laughs> so that was a lot. Wow. But um, I, I wanted, because I read that recently and was just in awe of just kind of where I was and and just in the context of where I am today um, and to see the answer to some of those prayers is insane. But fast forward a little bit more after that season, I was still in that season and Dawn and I decided uh, on a whim, kind of on a whim, uh, to do a challenge called 75 hard. Um, and 75 hard hard is an understatement uh, it is a 75 day mental toughness challenge where you have to do two workouts every single day 45 minutes a piece one of them has to be outdoors no matter what the conditions are outside uh, you have to drink a gallon of water every day uh, no alcohol you have to pick a diet and stick to it for the 75 days with no cheat days you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book you have to take a progress picture every day I think that's all the rules, um, but a lot of rules. But so Dawn and I, I decided to do, to do that. And for the 10 pages of a nonfiction book, her and I decided to read books that would help our spiritual life and um, to help in our discipleship. And God used that season as a way to prepare us for what we were walking into. Um, it is incredible to look back on it because what I just read was what I was coming out of. Mm -hmm. What I, when I entered 75 hard, what I was still dealing with to God opening my eyes to him and beginning to pull me out of that, that spiritual darkness that I had been in just in time to deal with the, the hardest, um, the hardest season of my life, um, in Dawn's life. And Dawn actually was diagnosed with cancer three weeks before the, the challenge finished. And to speak to her strength, which in, in these conversations, I want to do her justice. And it's going to be hard to do that because she 
was an incredible, incredible woman and so strong. Um, but to give you an example of that strength is um, even though she was diagnosed three weeks prior to us finishing and us processing that diagnosis um, and her having to get a biopsy done and feeling very sore from that and having to get a surgical port place to start chemo, she was able to finish every aspect of that challenge. Um, and that speaks to her strength, um, her ability to um, face adversity, but most importantly, her faith and the work that God was doing in us. Um, but God absolutely used that season to prepare us for what we were walking into. And we didn't know it at the time. Like Dawn and I agreed on virtually everything. Like we were on the same page about everything. We never fought. We never argued like at all. Um, but one thing that was a huge argument right before her diagnosis was uh, Dawn really wanted to homeschool Maddie. She was st Maddie was starting kindergarten, and Dawn really, really wanted to homeschool her. And I really wanted to not. <laughs> I really wanted to uh, send Maddie to school, and we could not get on the same page. And I was, I was praying. I was like, I, I don't know if I'm being selfish, and uh, but she was being very submissive and just uh, Proverbs 31 to a T, and just. Um, respecting my lead but it was killing her inside um and that was a weird place for me because i didn't know if i was letting god lead or letting myself lead and um there was one night i was on uh i think it was during 75 hard still yeah it must have been um that i was on a walk or a run or something and uh i i literally felt God speak to me and um, saying like not now like as clear as day like you know maybe homeschool's in the cards one day but not now and I came home and told Dawn that and told her that you know I know for a fact now that I'm not leading from a, a place of selfishness I'm um, leading um, from praying about it and, and discernment and um and it was just like a week or two after that that we found out that she was going to have cancer. But so to see how God was working, even to prepare us for what we were was walking into, was incredible. Wow. So um, you talk about that prayer, and that was five years ago now, right? 2019? Yeah. 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 Um, what would you say to that guy if he could go back? <laughs> yeah. I don't think... And again, just to make make it as clear as I possibly can, um, where I am today is not due to any efforts or any work on my part mm -hmm. at all, at all. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would love to say to that person is that whatever work you're able to put in to position yourself, do it because it, it is an investment mm -hmm. that will help, that it will pay off. Um, and to continue to try to be in a place of desperate dependence um, and God has not left you like without a doubt like 
God is bringing clarity to you as you look back on this season that you're enduring now it's going to shape where you will go and your perspective on life your perspective on faith your perspective on being able to share with others and God is using every bit of that desperation to make it about him and his glory and I know it's not going to make anything easier because feeling isolated from God is a weird place to be and God will continue allowing you to feel that way because he's teaching you that even when you don't feel him, he's there and you don't have to base your Bible reading or your prayer, even though it's to this day, not something I'm good at. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to base that off of a feeling that you get Mm -hmm. Um, because God doesn't work that way. Um, Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, but you don't have to have that feeling of closeness or anything. God is there. Believe that no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, um, then you will be ready to, to face whatever circumstances. Yeah. I love that you're like honest in your prayers, you know, because if you looked back now in hindsight, you'd kind of forget the feelings and the honest struggle that you were in in that season. Right. So writing it out that God allows us to, the space and the grace to be honest with him yeah. is like one of my favorite things about the Lord. Yeah. Cause there's some honest questions you want to ask him, you right. know, and that he allows that. Um, and I'm just grateful that you allowed that even in your prayer Yeah. that he allowed you to see that. And I know I've even told you like even getting to watch you served on was like such a sweet gift. Um, and just in your prayer about how, um, you kind of felt like you were failing her as a father. I mean, uh, not as father, as a husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, like not leading her well and stuff. Right. And then to get to see y'all on this end of it, like, oh my gosh, Cody serves Dawn so well. <laughs> um, and just to see how God used that desperation to really transform you to serve her. Yeah. In such a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, it's just so cool to see. Yes. Yeah, one thing about Dawn, uh, anybody that knows her is that she is and was the um, most selfless person in the world. And our whole relationship was her being selfless. Um, And her, no matter what hobby or anything I took up, passions, (laughs) whatever I decided, like it may have took a little bit of convincing, but I was like, she was, she wanted me to have whatever I wanted. Mm. Like she, like even if she didn't want that for me, even if she, like uh, getting a sports bike, for mm. instance, like that. Um, like obviously she wouldn't want me to have that, but she or she wouldn't want that for me, but she wanted me to have what I wanted, uh, and just things like that. She was like the most selfless person in the world. And um, I didn't always, uh, most of our marriage, I didn't um, reciprocate that well. And I 
the journey we went on um, allowed the opportunity to serve her um, and not to say that I served her well the the two years that she she faced um, but I know for a fact um, that the three weeks that she was on hospice I was able to do that and, and that brought me so much joy mm -hmm. it was such a weird feeling because life was so hard during that time because she depended on me to move around the house to do anything mm -hmm. but God equipped me with like this supernatural ability uh, that is so beyond me it, it felt very out of body experience mm -hmm. um, that God was able to allow me to like put my emotions to the side to, to completely be um, selfless and servant hearted to her and uh, I'm so thankful for that time mm -hmm. so thankful for that time because um, I tried to do I tried to serve her well our whole marriage and especially during the season of cancer um, but I know those last three weeks that I was able to finally do that mm. I love it man wow well thank you for sharing for sure I know that's like heavy stuff I know, you know, knowing your heart and knowing Dawn's heart, that neither of you would want the spotlight looking at Dawn and Cody and how well they did through this journey, but that sure. the Lord ultimately was the one carrying you and sustaining you. Um, how would you say God sustained Dawn practically and spiritually? And then also, how did you see him sustain you? Yeah, so that has become such a powerful testimony that God is using for his glory because... It's incredible to look back on it and to see and know Dawn, who she was and who, like, the ways God used her and equipped her. Like, she definitely suffered with anxiety and, you know, uh, that came with its own challenges. But from the moment that we entered into the season of cancer and really it was identified by a season of desperate dependence on God from the moment that we were able to become desperately dependent because what else could we do like mm -hmm. facing what we were walking into like there's no other way to I don't know how people without faith can can approach such a diagnosis such your your whole world turning upside down um all we saw that we could do is to turn to our faith and to turn to jesus and allow him to use us however he saw fit and um but to 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 know the anxiety that dawn had in life in general prior to the diagnosis and from the moment that we surrendered it to god how he completely wiped that anxiety away mm. and allowed her to have the strength and the peace and the capability of fighting the fight that she had is unbelievable it's very uh, it's unreal and it's more like it's everything about this journey 
like to Don and I both, it's just as surprising to us as it is to anybody else, the, the ways that God uh, works, because that's the thing. It's not about us. It's about how God has um, used our story and our journey uh, to bring him glory. And that's what we both felt that responsibility to, uh, to make sure that we pointed others to Christ. Like when you think about our story as a whole, you think about how much heartbreak and tragedy there is, but at the same time, there are so many instances where we could point to God, like, and the way God sustained Dawn specifically is uh, a story in and of itself. So when we first, um, we were at the surgical oncologist office um, in August of 2021 and Don and I decided that we, you know, we want to be transparent about the season. We want to bring other people into it. We need prayer. And, um, that was really when we were able to surrender everything to him. So, um, and I posted on Facebook, uh, it's my words, but it's Don's heart just as much as it is my words. Um, but this is, this is what, uh, where we were. So I put real raw emotional post warning. Don and I are sitting in the waiting room of a surgical oncologist office right now, waiting to talk to the surgeon for Don after a whirlwind of the last week or so. We don't know much right now, but we do know that Don has a breast cancer. We are broken. We are scared. We hurt deeply, but we know that God is sovereign, is a sovereign, loving God. His ways are higher than our ways, and we believe that he can and will use the scary season of our lives for his glory. We are going to pursue him with all that we have in prayer and scripture. We are going to praise him despite our circumstances. He is worthy. I pray that God will use us to bring encouragement and the gospel to others. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purposes, Romans 8, 28. I post all this for one primary reason. Please pray. We could use all the prayers we could take. We love you all and thank you in advance for the prayers. And literally, sec like prior to that, Dawn and I, I feel like we weren't doing a good job of surrendering. Mm. We were scared. We were overwhelmed. Um... We didn't know how to walk into what we were walking into. And then when we asked for prayer, literally, even in the waiting room, in the minutes to come after um, I posted that and people started praying for us, a weight was lifted off of both of us. We had such peace. We had such of a, the burden of anxiety lifted off of us. And... That continued the entire two years. Mm. Like, despite everything we faced and all the challenges, um, like, especially Dawn, like, she suffered so much. And through it all, she had peace, she had clarity in her faith. And it was, it was through the power of prayer. It was through people um, supporting us in prayer. And I do want to say that I 
uh, would love to give so many people props and our family, of course, first, um, but so many friends and so many people, uh, and I will not do anybody justice, so I'm going <laughs> to apologize uh, ahead of time. But just to experience um, Dawn's transformation and in her faith, when we, um, when we had the opportunity to talk at ICC, uh, I listened back recently and I was in awe of her words, like, and the words that God placed on her heart because she was able to get on stage, which I mean, that was a feat in and of itself for her to be on stage telling her story, um, without, feeling overwhelmed with anxiety and everything. And um, I I wrote down a a few quotes that uh, I was just blown away by. So one of the things she said is, the Lord has used this season as almost an answer to prayer, praying for years to be desperately dependent, have community and lean on him during times of fear and anxiety, and he provided. Um. And so just like that was just a few months into the journey and for her to have that realization that like despite me not knowing if I'm going to survive this Mm-mm. and her to say that was an answer to prayer, um, that was beyond anything that we had to offer. <laughs> that was all God. Um, but then um, she went on to say, even if the worst thing that I can imagine happens that I can rejoice in the Lord and know that he is good and just and merciful. And because of this, I'm able to put my trust fully in Jesus as my firm foundation because he is faithful. His grace is sufficient for me. He has proven time and time again his faithfulness, not just in my life, but in the lives of so many ordinary people like me in the Bible. Um, and then... She said, the Lord is not like us. He's not limited by human nature. The Lord's ways are above our ways, and his thoughts are above our thoughts. God's ways are unsearchable. He is in He is in control, and it's not my job to understand how he works, but to trust him. He already knows everything about us. He knows everything we're going through. He is our El Roy, the God who sees us. If we believe this, And we know that God created us and loves us, and yet he isn't surprised or worried about my diagnosis, then why am I? He is perfect and trustworthy, and I can trust that whatever he has planned is for my good, even if it's hard. He's been faithful through the ages, and he will be faithful again. He is immutable. He is sovereign. He never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I can rest in the fact that my joy doesn't come from circumstances, but from God. Like, that's crazy that that came from Dawn. Like, Mm -hmm. she was, uh, she was not great at writing. Like, she did, she was not, she didn't have a way with words typically. Like, she, like, she would say that herself. Like, she's told me that. And, like, when it came to writing birthday cards or anything like that, she was just like, I'm sorry, I just don't have a a way with words. But then to get up on stage. (laughs) And to to profess that and to um, and that to be in the light of her having cancer and going through chemo and losing her hair and like only four months after like she had just I think she had just lost her hair at that point um, and 
Yeah, it's unreal. It's unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, and even though that was four months in, I can speak the same throughout the whole journey is that God sustained each one of us and, and our children, Mm -hmm. like, uh, the, the, what our children had to endure, uh, is of course beyond anything anybody should have ever endured, but especially a child and they had joy through it all from the Lord and, um, and still have joy and so proud of them. I'm so proud of Dawn. I'm so proud of, um, just the work that God, uh, continues to do to sustain us. And, um, yeah. And for me, um, the way he sustained me, um, is similar as far as just, you know, he brought me out of that season of desperation, uh, in order to be desperately dependent and, and his, his provided so much opportunity already to tell Dawn's story while she was here, now that she's gone, to tell people about how amazing Dawn is, but more importantly, how amazing God is. And like, I went from never sharing my faith, like I always wanted to, and always, I thought it was admirable of people that did, but never did that myself. But now I find myself in conversations at work, left and right, just like, like, look at God, look at God, look at God. How could I not? Like, we saw him. We saw we saw how he sustained us and provided everything that we needed to have joy in the midst of impossible circumstances. If you could pick one attribute of God that sustained you during that season, what would it be? I would, I would have to say God's sovereignty. Um, and that sounds probably insane but for me the reason that his sovereignty uh, is what has provided so much perspective for me is that things are more clear now than they've ever been in my life as far as the way God works or some of the ways that God works and how he is sovereign is something that provides hope for me. And the way I've explained it throughout my journey is gospel perspective. And I really think that Dawn and I were able to put on the lens of gospel perspective throughout and just to understand the whole gospel story and to understand that God gave humanity free will. And because of that free will, not only Adam and Eve, but all of humanity turned their back on God. And because of that, sin entered the world. And then God's plan was perfection prior to that. God's plan was there was no death. There was no cancer. There was, there was nothing. That was God's plan. Mm-hmm. That was God's goodness. But we turned our backs on him. And so bad things happen. And God allows bad things to happen because of sin. And that just brings so much clarity and 
uh, of truth to my mind. I think I believed those things before, but living and experiencing the circumstances of life and, you know, wrestling with why that is, um, having that clarity and knowing that there's hope that despite all the circumstances that are a result of sin, Mm -hmm. despite that, there's hope because God has a plan, a plan A, uh, and his redemptive plan is working and will work and will come to fruition. And that provides so much hope that no matter what circumstances life brings, God is sovereign and his plan is interwoven into each one of our stories. Um, and even people who don't trust in him, even who people don't believe in him, um, he's using those people. He's to make his name known and, uh, to bring glory to him. It sounds crazy, but that's the truth of the gospel and, uh, his sovereignty and that perspective of gospel perspective and the redemptive story, um, allows circumstances to be bearable in my opinion yeah i think it's crazy that you chose sovereignty as your attribute um because i think the first question that comes to my mind especially i think a lot of people think that is like why does god allow bad things to happen if he's sovereign over don's cancer then why did he allow this to happen and um that is just like such a gift from the lord and a grace from the lord to give you that perspective to choose the one attribute that most people like stumble over because they can't get past that fact that God is sovereign and he did allow these bad things to happen and that he's allowed you the perspective to see like, yes, he does allow bad things to happen because of sin, but he's ultimately working a bigger picture right? and a greater story. Um, there are unexpected stories <laughs> yeah, for something greater and bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Dawn completely bought into that reality of like, she realized that God was using her to to glorify his name and she was okay with that Mm. she accepted that and that that planted her feet in faith and allowed her to bear whatever came her way because she realized that she had more significance than she could ever have realized and her story is more significant now oh yeah because of what she went through and how she went through it than it ever could have been and that's all because of god's sovereignty and because of his plan to use dawn and to to give her the strength to be able to uh to face it and uh for me like that just brings so much clarity um and not that that brings clarity it's not really that that brings clarity it's that god has given me clarity and because of him giving me that clarity i can see it through that lens and that's what makes things um make sense and makes things bearable and now i feel such a responsibility and dawn felt a responsibility of just like yeah God is using us. We are a vessel for his glory and we have to be good stewards of that. And we 
um, every chance we get, we have to make his name known. Um, and as a result, I believe if, if it hasn't happened already, that people will be saved because of what Don went through. And that's crazy to think about. She would go through it 10 times over, a hundred times over, a thousand times over. She would endure it twice as hard. And believe me, it was, it was unbearably hard. She would do it all to know that one person came to the Lord because of her story. And like to even think about where her story could go is unreal. Like it's unreal to me. Um, and to my responsibility in that, my children's responsibility in that, like it's gonna her her legacy is huge and it's a legacy of faith and she wouldn't have had it any other way. And that's that's God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So good. Um, wow. That is like such a like good perspective and heavenly perspective, eternal perspective. That's what I'm going for. Um, yeah. And to, sorry to interrupt. No, but, no, yeah. Um, speaking of eternal perspective, it's crazy to think in, in light of everything I just shared. Mm-hmm. Some of my biggest fears almost felt like a phobia at times mm. as, as a child and even in adulthood is eternity (laughs) and thinking about heaven and never been able to wrap my mind around it and and now um because of the clarity that god's given me and i read a book called heaven by randy alcorn i highly recommend it it's a great book a lot of gospel truth in it and found it in the bible he definitely um you know interprets scriptures about heaven um in a way that um, is left to the imagination, like, okay, take this scripture and what could it be saying about heaven? And uh, by him doing that in his book called Heaven um, and learning about the reality of heaven and how incredible it's going to be and how how incredible it is for Dawn right Mm -hmm. now. And that's where I believe, like, I know that she is for a fact. And just having that clarity um, in light of it being such a phobia and now my hope is in it. Even like, like I said, my, my whole life has been in the church and uh, a life of faith, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's still like the, the idea of heaven and eternity is something that I've never been able to hope in. It's been something that terrifies me and is intimidating to me. And now I have hope and uh, the fact that um, God's redemptive plan is going to be finalized in him returning everything to perfection, wiping away the result of sin and bringing everything to the new earth. And heaven isn't some ethereal place that a lot of people like to think it is. Even I think that was what I was guilty of when I had a phobia. It's a very real tangible place that's called, described as the new earth in this in scripture more than it's described as anything else. And so it's, it's going to be basically what we experience on earth itself a million times better. Um, and so it's, it is something you can kind of imagine and like dream of and like think about and a process of how, how cool it could be. And, uh, and so how transformational that's been, uh, and that perspective from the Lord has been for me, has been incredible. Despite the the diagnosis and the really hard things in your story. Um, I know God answered a lot of prayers for y'all. 
um, and gave you a lot of gifts along the way. Can you talk about some of those gifts and answered prayers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know one thing, uh, even like uh, I quoted Dawn earlier and um, saying that her diagnosis in ways was an answer to prayer, which again, so crazy to say out loud. Uh, and it, it was for her as well. But sometimes that's the reality of the way God works. And you have to be careful what you pray for. Um, sometimes we learn that the hard way. And even for me, uh, as I read my prayer journal earlier and, um, yeah, I mean, God used even the hardest things as an answer to prayer. And we wouldn't have been able to have the perspective that we, uh, that I have today that Dawn had throughout her journey without experiencing everything that we experienced. So even that, the experiences in and of themselves were a weird answer to prayer, but an answer to prayer nonetheless. And again, that speaks to God's sovereignty and how he uses uh, all the variables and all the moving pieces of everybody's story and everybody's life to ultimately bring him glory. And that's magnificent and it's beautiful. And uh, But along the way, we absolutely um, encountered God in so many ways. Uh, and and so many answered prayers. One thing that Dawn and I constantly struggled with is, and I think it's I blame it on us having a perfect marriage and uh, perfect children. And like uh, we we love uh, we loved our lives. We love like uh, everything we had in each other was like enough for us. Um, but at the same time, we knew the value in community, and it's something that we always desired to have more of. And neither one of us were intentional people, so we never, um, we always struggled with uh, being intentional about developing and continuing uh, strong relationships with friends and things like that. Um, but in the midst of um, the season that we went through, God met, uh, answered that prayer and used so many people in our lives, so many, uh, brought in so many friendships and and really made us feel seen whereas prior to that we didn't really feel seen we felt very um just isolated like that we, we kept to ourselves for the most part we we loved our marriage we loved uh being parents and we just kind of left it at that and uh but we we did want community and god gave us community through everything that we went through and there was a whole uh you know i i called it dawn's army um and but there was a whole army of people that surrounded us in prayer and continue to surround me and the kids in prayer and provided for us in unimaginable ways financially like i have no <laughs> concept really of like how much people like gave and provided whether it be meals or just financially or um and just met our needs practically like that and just community and friendships and um and yeah and then towards the end of dawn's journey um in october of 2022 whenever things progressed to stage four and she had dealt with three months of agonizing 
pain. Like I can't emphasize it enough. Like she wasn't for three months. She wasn't really able to sleep um, because of how, how much pain she was in. She was at times she wasn't even able to walk. Um, she, she had suffered with debilitating pain and she has um, an incredibly high pain tolerance, but that's, it was even unbearable for her. And three months of that, that's a long time to be mm-hmm. in pain nonstop. And um, so when we got the diagnosis of it being stage four, we really thought we were like at the end right then. And, um, but yeah, obviously we prayed for a miracle throughout um, the new diagnosis and everything like that. At the same time, Dawn and I, kind of accepted things for for what they were and uh weren't delusional about what what that likely meant and what the likely outcome was going to be and it really felt coming out of that uh that season of just three months and just like dawn wasn't doing well at all um and obviously there was a mental toll that that was taking and just a physical toll and just like to know that she would have to like muster up the strength to go right back into chemo and things that she thought she was done with like it was devastating uh but at the same time god provided peace uh throughout all of that and which is insane um uh, it's weird to even process it or think about but um yeah we really thought in october november like we thought you know it could be any time that uh we lost her but God brought, restored a lot of quality of life and she was able to live, um, another nine months or so. And, uh, you know, during that time, Maddie, our oldest got saved and, uh, it was such a blessing and such a gift from the Lord to, to have had that happen and for Dawn to get to witness that. And then, um, Dawn also got to see the birth of her nephew, Emery, um, which was also a special gift that she really, uh, once once um, her brother Ryan and Carol found out that they were pregnant, um, she really was hopeful that she would be around for the birth of it, but didn't know that she would be. And uh, um, she was really glad that... Um, that God blessed her with that time. And there's just so many, so many answers to prayer. Another thing that the Lord blessed us with and that was an unknown answer to prayer and has really equipped me with life after dawn is just those those nine months of intentionally like grieving together and just kind of understanding that um, this this is our story and this is what's going to happen and we're going to pray for a miracle and Dawn was going to fight with everything that she had to um, so that the ultimate outcome wouldn't be her leaving us because that was something that was the hardest thing for her to wrap her mind around was leaving me and the kids behind, of course, and, um, and her family and just everything. And, um, but 
and despite all of that, there was still so much peace that God sustained her with and um, and us being able to accept and grieve together and having that time um, to really, especially those first few weeks after the diagnosis, like, man, that was, it really took taking one another for granted out of the equation and we really had some special special time together and um that was that was a very special gift that the lord gave us and um really just um is has set me up for being able to um You know, something that I've wanted to be intentional about is the grieving process. And um, it really set me up to be able to grieve well uh, with her and uh, to continue that process without her. Thank you for listening to part one of my conversation with Cody. Tune in next Monday for part two of our conversation. Cody will share what he's learned about grief, about parenting, and about the things he's looking forward to in the future. Go fully live out your story, and we'll see y'all back next week.